Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Tuesday, everyone. Yesterday, we began to delve a little deeper into this whole area of peace. God wants us to live in peace. He constantly exhorts us in the scripture to receive his peace. When we have his peace, we have no inner turmoil. Furthermore, we're free from strife and conflict with other people. You might say, well, can we really experience that? Is it realistic to say that we could live at peace with everyone? Well, yes, that's what the scripture tells us. It says that we can live at peace with everyone. Proverbs 16 and verse 7 says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. The key is having our ways please the Lord. Now, this brings us to the key point of what we've been saying that peace is not something that you just discover. Peace is something that you must make. The Bible tells us that we should be peacemakers. Peace is something that is made by following the recipe that Jesus laid down for us. He made peace between God and man. I mean, and that is the greatest conflict and turmoil that there could ever be. The conflict between a righteous God and sinful man. But Jesus bridged that gulf. He broke down that enmity. We find in Ephesians 2 and verse 14, the recipe. For he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. We saw that Jesus made peace not having people move from the room that they are in, that is, the position that they hold. No, he broke down the enmity. That's the feelings, the resentment, the bitterness, the hatred that comes up because of our differences. And as I said yesterday, many times we're not that far apart. Just as two people can be in different rooms, but standing by the same wall. They may only be two feet apart, but they don't see each other. They don't have any fellowship with one another because of the wall. And sad to say, there are many people that have conflicts in their marriage. They have conflicts in their family, in their workplace, in their neighborhood. And there is a huge wall that comes up between people. They don't talk to each other, and there's no relationship at all. We saw that the recipe of peace is that someone needs to humble themselves, lay down their pride, and take the steps to absorb that enmity within themselves and not to hold it against the other. Now, this is exactly what Jesus did. He made peace by taking our sins upon his own body and dying for us. 
and opening the way that we could have a relationship with him. He did this before we changed positions. Now, the amazing thing is, once he broke down the wall, then he invites us to come to him. And because the wall is removed, we can step forward into the relationship that he has for us. Now, this pattern of how Jesus made peace between God and man is the pattern and the recipe that we need to follow if we are going to have peace with one another. I cannot stress this enough. The more that we contest and have contention, the higher the wall is going to be and the less chance that there's going to be any peace. But if we take on a different mindset, we can have peace with everyone. Now I can hear again the question coming back, but is this realistic? Can we really have peace with everyone? Proverbs 3 and verse 13 tells us that there are attitudes of wisdom, that if we will hold them, that the proceeds are better than gold, better than silver, better than rubies, that if we have this wisdom and understanding that we will have long days, and here's the key, verse 17, that all of our ways will be pleasantness and all of our paths will be peace. All of our paths. It doesn't matter where we put our feet, that that way can be peace. You can have peace with your spouse. You can have peace with your children. You can have peace with your relatives. You can have peace with your neighbors. You can have peace with your workmates. Why? Because all of your ways are peaceful. He's making all of your enemies or potential enemies to be at peace with you if our ways please him. This is a tremendous promise. And this is a reality you can walk in. Many times we do not have peace because we're not walking in the way of peace. We're walking in the way of conflict. So we need to have our minds changed. We need to have our minds renewed in these things. Now there's just one major requirement for this to happen. And that is we have to be willing to lay down our lives. Listen to the prophecy about Jesus in Isaiah chapter 53. This is quite a familiar chapter. And you will recognize these verses. Starting in verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. This scripture says that the chastisement of our peace was upon him. If we are going to have peace in a situation, someone has to absorb the enmity. As it were, there's a chastisement that comes. Just as Jesus was willing to take our sins upon him, so we have to be willing to take the chastisement, as it were, of the sins of others so that we can live in peace. Now, you might say, but but this doesn't make sense to me. If they are wrong, then they are the one that should be punished. Well, sense of just absolute justice. But the problem is, we all have sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. The scripture tells us that there's no peace for the wicked. And we're all wicked to certain degrees. So if we just want to hold people that they get what they deserve, I mean, this would be a terrible world to live in. I mean, if it's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, there's going to be a lot of blind people walking around with no teeth. God has a better way. But it takes someone to be willing to lay down their life so they can make peace. Listen to what Romans 12 and verses 16 and 18 says. 
Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil, having regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Now this is a powerful scripture. This is telling us the mindset that we need to have if we're going to live in peace. And he says in verse 18, If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Let me ask you, have you ever had a conflict with someone? Do you have an ongoing conflict with someone right now? Now here's the question. Is there something that you could do or say that could resolve that conflict? Well, you might say, well, yes, I could, but I'm not the one that should be doing anything. They're the one that's wrong. They're the one that should take the first step, not me. I mean, if you really want me just sort of lay down like a rag, well, then maybe I could. But I mean, really, should I have to do anything? Listen, this scripture says, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Yes, God wants us to take that step. He wants us to humble ourselves. He says that we go forth as sheep among wolves. But the amazing thing is that when we do that, we don't end up being the person that's abused. We end up being admired. We end up being lifted up and honored because there's something about humbling ourselves that actually exalts us. And that's what the scripture says. If we will humble ourselves in the eyes of the Lord, that he will lift us up. Philippians Philippians tells us that we should have the same mind that Jesus had. That even though being in the form of God, he made himself of no reputation and he took on the form of a bondservant and he came in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And then the very next verse says, Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on the earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. When you humble yourself and make yourself of no reputation and you make peace in conflicts, God sees that. And my experience has been that not only in the life to come, but in this life, those people are not tramped on. They actually receive more. I don't know why it works, but as we humble ourselves and get along with people, the very fact we get along with people enables people to trust us. And as they trust us and they don't feel that we're a threat to them, that actually you get lifted up into positions of authority, lifted up in their estimation that you have far more influence than what you would ever have by just standing and fighting for your own rights. This is an amazing principle. It's the way of God. It's the way of peace. Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Why are they called sons of God? Because they're acting like the Son of God. That's why Philippians says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. 
And just in the earlier verses of Philippians chapter 2, he says this, Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, if there's any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. This is the mindset that will allow us to be peacemakers. It's not natural. It's not just going to come automatically to us. But as we surrender our life, as we ask God to renew our minds, this is the path that we can walk down. And when you do, you're going to experience the peace that comes as a result of it. Well, our time is gone again for today, but we'll continue this tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children and youth and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.